This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Lee Vowell and Todd Vandenberg. Who knew? Who knows? That's yeah. great radio. But yeah. um, when I go back and listen to the podcast, I notice that I'm I'm very monotone, and so I'm going to ref, you know, inflect my voice quite a bit more on this episode. How's that sound? Does that sound good? It sounds magnificent. <laughs> I love it. I was God, shocked. To God see. help my soul. I love it. <laughs> what were you shocked to see? <laughs> I was. I don't know. <laughs> was, I just thought it was easy to inflect shock and see the S-words. Ooh, shock and awe. Shock and awe. I almost lost my voice on the awe, though. <laughs> <clears throat> so, yeah. Um, this, we were recording this uh, just a few hours, basically. Which actually isn't even a lie. After the uh, Seahawks had, uh, won their preseason game two of 2023 against the... Oh, I can get deeper, too. I guess I should do that. Against the Dallas Cowboys. That's what uh, she said. Did she, did, she say, did she say that? That the Seahawks beat the Cowboys? That's yes. Nice. Yeah, oh, she's, that's nice. She's, she's a long-time Seahawker. That's awesome. Um, well, good for her. But uh, the, the Seahawks won 22-14. to 14. Um... It was, it's, so I know you can't really read too much, right? As we say, everybody says into the preseason, yeah. but my, I still am concerned, especially when there was basically a lot more starters. Now, Bobby Wagner didn't play. Right. I wrote an article yesterday or three years ago about uh, preseason games and who shouldn't play. And Bobby Wagner was on, uh, he doesn't need to play. Doesn't need to play. Tyler Lockett doesn't need to play either. He did play. Very little bit, yeah. But uh, you know, he doesn't need to play. I, I did like that Gino played a couple of series, mm-hmm. um, but I, I still my concern was because you had more, especially Jaron Reed, more defensive starters out there. Right. They still were bad against the run to start the game. Now they got better, just like they did preseason yeah. game one against yep. the Vikings, even early on. But that first couple of series is just like that. Maybe it'll be different when the season starts, but. Yeah, I I have a feeling it'll be different when uh, Bobby Wagner is on the field and when Spoon is on the field. I mean, it's just the running game alone. Um, Spoon, who's that? Uh, I don't know. Does he, has he played? Has he played? That we've seen some old, some old dude that they picked up. Um, but especially against the run, because uh, well, Wagner's obvious, and probably to Lindsay. I would assume to yeah to to Lindsay. I think most people would know that Lindsey Wagner, Lindsey Wagner is uh, going to be very important to to the run support as well because of the way he hits and the fact that he'll be playing nickel. And the more I think about it, the more I really, really like that because, uh, well, especially for the Seahawks, as we've talked about it before and we both written about it, it's like the middle of the field has been just a gigantic sieve for 
the Seahawks and ain't going to be that way, we assume, uh, with with good reason. This season with those you guys mean against on the, the run? Yeah, against the run and against well, tight ends. That was the, the sorry to interrupt you, but that, sorry to cut you off, but I highly disagree. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, I, and the, it wasn't that the linebackers were an issue. It was that running backs were getting five yards right. before they got hit by a linebacker. Right. It's like, okay, come on. We can't do this again this year. I mean, they did have – Jones was in there. Reed was in there. And they were getting uh, – again, it, you can't – they're not scheming and there's nothing like that, but it's still man to man, you know? Yeah. So it's like, mm. I mean, Reed had that sack, thankfully, right. but need, uh, need a lot more from just a pass rush. You actually need them to stop the run. Yep. And I know you yeah. had some worries about, yeah, is Jaron Reed really the nose guard, you know? So. Yeah. And more and more I'm sold on him playing nose. And, you know, I wrote an article, the Hawks need to, which I don't think has even come up yet, but. That they need an article. The, Tomorrow. the Seahawks need an article. The Seahawks definitely need to find another player to play nose, but not to take Reed's place just because they need more depth. Yeah. And well, that article comes out on Monday. There you go. Tomorrow. Which is Monday of six. Yeah. Monday after week 16 when it's like, yeah, well, yeah. they only had a backup nose card. They would have won a game this year. <laughs> but I mean, that's the issue because it's like, I just, they've gone through, well, if you're listening to this today, you'll find out tomorrow. And if you're listening to this tomorrow, you'll find out right now that they've just gone through a lot of players looking for another tackle to to step in. And they haven't found anybody yet. And they got the money, and I wish they would just pick up some a, a free agent who could step in for that. But back to the, the topic of the run game. Yeah, again, they had a drive where... In this case, the Cowboys just say, oh, let's just run a scrimmage and we'll run an 11 on seven. And that's kind of what it looked like. I mean, yeah, especially the second drive. Well, that's that was oh, my God, that was sickening. And they still had, Seahawks still had a bunch of oh, I forgot it was 17. And the, the Seahawks still had a bunch of starters in there. They did. Um, but and, and that, they were picking on Mike Jackson. They were. Bad. And I was going to save that, but. Oh, well, we can save it. We can save no, it. No, we, no, we no. Let's, no, it. no. Let's hit it right now. It's like I'm talking about Mike let's... Jackson when they moved him to nose guard. <laughs> he might have had a better game if he had been <laughs> playing nose guard. Um, he's been playing great in camp. He's been playing great in the scrimmage. He played. But where did that guy go? Because oh, yesterday, he I don't know. Terrible. He got completely yeah. turned around on the first big pass that he gave up and committed pass interference on top of it somehow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's True. like, how do you do that, dude? And, yeah, and I mean, at least if up, you're going to have pass interference, just make sure the guy, I mean, you know, yeah. you never know if they're going to draw the flag. But and 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 I know I, I don't want to cut you off for, but that guy, Tolbert, had had yeah. two catches in his entire career before. I mean, the preseason didn't count, but last year he played for yeah. the Cowboys and had two catches on three targets. So it wasn't like he's going right. up against Lamb out there. He's just going up against no. somebody who may not even make the team. Exactly. He's going up against a guy who may not make the team. I mean, based on how he did last night, even us other than against Mike, Mike Jack, um, he'll probably make the team. But he ain't starting. And, and Jackson, supposedly. We'll see, because obviously 
there's a preseason game three. And, you know, Jackson is praying to whoever he prays to that just in gratitude that there's a game three so he can show that, uh, no, KJ, I shouldn't be traded. And, and it's like I said, what can they trade him for now? Maybe that's why he played badly, actually. It's like, oh, they, they want to trade me? I, I want to stick around here. Maybe if I play badly, nobody, I don't, we don't want that guy. You know, it's like one of the recaps I read. They were talking about, of course, they mentioned how badly. That, that was mine. Played. I apologize. I didn't even watch the game. <laughs> was like, but they mentioned that Trey Brown got burned. It's like, yeah, he got burned on one play. One play. One play. And he had the huge interception. It's like, I think the huge interception makes much more than makes up for the fact that he got burned. And he looked really good tackling as well. I mean, he made several stops right after the guy caught the ball. I mean, if the se- if pre if season starts today, gee, who should I play? Should well, it's I- still going to be Jackson though. That's my, con- I know that a lot of people, a lot of 12s out there are like, Oh, I think Trey Brown. It's like, I can't, man, I can't see it. Why? I mean, I like Trey Brown. Don't get me wrong, but he gets, he's been hurt a lot and see the Seahawks know what they're going to get. Well, they should hopefully know what they're going to get from Mike Jackson because of what he did last last year. There's the inflection again. Last year, and and he was good last year, and and it's one preseason game, so they're not going to be like, oh, okay, let's go. We're not we're going to start this other guy. But clearly, there is. I mean, the Brown was out there all A game, right? Yeah. almost right. Basically, so they, yeah. They clearly want to had a longer look at him and wanted to do right. that for a reason, and he. Yeah. He did. I mean, he gave up the one pass. Yeah, but he, I mean, a lot of times he would come up and he would make immediate tackles, which is what you have to yep. have in the NFL from a cornerback when it's one on one out there. Yeah. Had a tackle for a loss. I mean, he looked yeah. excellent. He looked excellent. And Jackson lost. I don't know why. And, 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 and you know, literally, I don't know why, obviously. Maybe he was a little under the weather. I, we don't like know. Me. I've been fighting this cold for two freaking weeks. Maybe he had a cold, and I, I was like, okay, oh, he had a cold, whatever. Like, But, you know, you feel a little debil- debilitated, you feel a little down. Sometimes you feel a little uh, like me right now, trying to think of what I'm going to say next in a podcast. I mean, you know, you're not <laughs> completely there. Right, and, like Leonard Cohen. <laughs> that, could, that could be all it takes. So I'm very happy that there's another preseason game because Jackson can come back and look amazing. And I think he probably will, but he sure didn't last night. I mean, if there's a loser other than the stinking Cowboys, haha, from last night, it's Jackson. It's like he did not. I can't say he looked terrible, but pretty close. He looked terrible. Yeah, he looked. No, yeah. I would say he looked terrible. So, uh, of course, we got, to see, we got to see Gino. We didn't see DK. We saw Tyler. Right. Um, He caught one pass. Right. One pass. I think I'm right about that. And then one, um, one target, did he one catch pass. a pass? Okay. Um, yeah, was like, that, and that's course, right. He, he did. Yeah, he, it was a very short out route. Yeah, seven seven yards, and he's like, and he's, and he's basically so out six. of bounds. So I think you're giving it. him credit for one more yard, sir. That's a million dollars for each yard. That's how sales go. Um, listen, man, the guy's a realtor. He's going to add a little bit. That's true. I forgot about that. I'm saying, but uh, yeah, I mean, he was basically out of bounds when he caught it. Except, of course, he gets his toes down at the sideline because it's Tyler. I've, I've never seen a guy who is magically becomes six foot eight when he's <laughs> when he's near the line right i mean what the That's hell true. dude yeah. <laughs> like, i swear i think one at one point he'll be in the stands when he catches it 
but his toes <laughs> will be in bounds. I mean, that's right. <laughs> it's that's ridiculous funny. how he catches the ball. Um, but yeah, yeah we we got to see. It. Yeah, we got to see Gino. We got to see um, Lockett. Um, some new guy who probably clearly is not going to make the team named Jackson Smith and Jigba <laughs> or something. Um, that throw from Locke. Locke, I, I know they took him out after he 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 didn't sustain a bad injury or anything, right, but right. they they clearly saw Drew Locke play last week and this week, and they were like, "Yeah, this guy can play, and there's no reason." Okay, he's a he almost got injured. We can't afford for him to almost right. get injured, so let's take him out. He right. Locke looks really good. He did the, in the first game. He had a couple throws that were mm, kind of questionable. And like we talked about, the interception is like, yeah, it was tipped, but it was barely tipped. And he shouldn't have thrown the ball anyway. Right. But he made some beautiful throws in the first game. Last night, it was like, okay, why isn't this dude starting? And I don't mean for the Seahawks, because Geno needs to start. I mean, Geno looked looked fine, too. Geno looked very, very good. Geno's ready. But Locke looked like, okay, all the criticisms and all this stuff was like, well, he didn't look like this. And it was like, yeah. He, he didn't look good in Denver because he had like 9,000 offensive coordinators and <laughs> passing game coordinators in his years there. Like that dude was dialed in. Yeah, that throw to Smith wow. and Jigba for 48 yards was – and I know – and well, most of it was the pass. Almost I guess all, what Smith and Jigba almost, was probably – Almost for, all of his throws were like that though. I mean he was yeah, but that on one was, fire. Yeah, that yeah. throw was like, dang, man. Um, and yeah, I mean he looks – I still would, you know, because he hasn't really played that much. I still would have concerns yeah. if something happened to Gino and Drew came in. But, but I mean, he's, Drew's yeah. out there playing with not Metcalf and not Lockett. So exactly. Um, and I, I like what um, Noah Fan had that one catch for twenty for one year. Yeah. I really liked him getting involved, and that's the kind of catch you could have fifty of this year playing off of the, yeah. off off of the receivers. And Bobo Bobo had that one bad penalty but um and he does need to i think they michael bennett maybe or mike robinson said this on the on the on the broadcast which is bobo needs to learn to kind of diminish his hitting zone when he's running and getting tackled because he does stand still up yeah the guy he looks like a that guy needs to be on the team i know we said that last week but he needs to be on the team yeah for sure yeah like i wrote it's like at this point if they don't keep him on the team Spoiler alert for one of my few good lines in, in the 7,000 words I wrote is like Seahawks can just like drop down to the Pac-12. It was like, OK, forget it. Let's <laughs> not play in the NFL because we have no judgment of talent whatsoever. Yeah. Like there's, there's no way they cannot keep him on that roster now. Yeah, because he just has a way of getting open. I mean, he's, he gets he looks, open. he's fast enough. I mean, he's not a blazer, yeah. but he's he's a possession receiver, right? He's like Dwight exactly. Clark. He's not Dwight Clark, but he's that kind of receiver. Kind of big, you know, and they get open. They find the open seams. You know, when when you said he's not Dwight, no, he's not Dwight Clark. And I kind of, I tilted my head like, mm. he's the kind of player who, by the time he's done, and, you know, we'll see, but I would not be a bit surprised to see this guy have a 10, 12-yard 12 yard, yeah. Uh, Montana hitting him in the point. end zone. He can have a he can have a 10 12 yard career or a 10 12 year career. I'm not quite sure which it'll be, but I, yeah, I could definitely see this guy be in the league for years because if you can get open, you can catch the ball. What team doesn't want you? Yeah. Who, who cares if you can't fly down? You know, like like cheetah. I was like, <laughs> okay, it's like. Right. Yeah, I mean, getting about it, getting before, open. Yeah. Yeah, the Seahawks have experimented with with 
track stars as receivers. But if you can't run around and you can't get open, you can't catch. Right. Uh, okay. Great. You yeah. can beat Pete in a hundred yard sprint, barely. Maybe. Pete's yeah, <laughs> Pete's fast, bro. But and throwing no no look passes. I, I think Pete is QB four at this point. I think he is. I think Pete is. That's a pretty sweet sweet pass he's throwing. <laughs> it was. Yeah, well, I mean, think about it, though. You know, this is a slightly off subject, but no, I know we're kind of half joking about the no look. But it was a no look pass. If people don't know what we're talking about. Pete was yeah. in, in practice. How many head coaches get out there and do that with their teams? Period. I mean, in a real practice. Andy Reid. Like, well, and Andy Reid. I, I mean, I don't know of many coaches. No, There's I don't some. either. I don't know of many either. Let I mean, alone and he's teaching those. That he's are, not just out there having fun. He's teaching them while he's doing this every play yeah you know the and the thing is was like most people when they lie on their birth certificate they make themselves younger pete clearly made himself older i mean we all know pete is like what 51 i mean does this guy well i mean he used to he's benjamin button they used to be 87 so. <laughs> is this, is he, does he look or act like he's 70 i mean no. and and times are different now because i'm not that far from pete's age and, you know, I've worked with people and you and I have talked about it. It's like you see some, some people when they're 50, they act like they're 100. You know, I mean, that's just how it is. But yeah, that's that's true. Pete, Pete is ageless. I mean, what this guy does and running the sprints and throwing the ball. It's like it's not just it's not just that. It's just his attitude. I mean, yeah, that I mean, and that's why it works so well with young young players. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Literally was just going to say. Is he just that attitude is so infectious? He's so upbeat, and yeah, some of those former players used to like, oh man, is Pete talk blah blah blah, and they were kind of they got kind of tired of it. You notice that they're back working with the team, literally, right. like now they get it. And well, that and I think the organization does a, a really good job of of because uh, you know it's not just Pete. I mean, I think the yeah. the players uh, appreciate the organization for how it treats its players Absolutely. too. So they don't Absolutely. mind coming back. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, how many, I can't name, I mean, Robinson, obviously Bennett, uh, KJ, I mean, Sherman yeah. coming into camp, Averill yeah. coming into camp. Exactly. It's, it's just, I, that's, you know, Pete will retire one day. Who knows when that is, but it'll just be interesting to see. Hopefully, hopefully whoever they get as the next coach is, not someone who's going to be like, oh, okay, let's do it my way then, you know, and be like, eh, that's not really. That's not going to work. It just work. wouldn't. And and do you think Pete will ever step away from the Seahawks? Well, he's the vice president of, of football exactly. operations, right? right? So he, he could, he could step down as the coach. Of course. And then still remain the, and, and that's what I'm saying. It's like, I don't know if he'll ever retire because why, why should he? Yeah, well, well, exactly. He, he loves football so much. It's like, yeah, he's going to retire as a coach at some point. I mean, I guess maybe, but <laughs> why would he ever step away from the team? I right. mean, there's, I just can't imagine him not wanting to be there. I, yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, it's it, it would probably be. I mean, maybe I don't know him, but may, it, it seems like it would yeah, be yeah. difficult to to for him because of how much passion he has for teaching young guys how to play football yeah. for him to step away from it. Cause he, I mean, that's who he is. Right. I mean, I know he's family and got grandkids and all that stuff, 
but it'll just it'll be interesting. I mean, I think when he, I think when he steps down, it'll be sudden. It'll won't be like oh, in three years. It'll be like yeah, this is my last year, and then oh you know, yeah, that's I it. agree, I agree. Um, what it'll do, but yeah, and that thing is is like he doesn't have to be there. God knows how many hours he puts in uh, every week. But... Three. <laughs> it's just during the game. He's not there it's just, otherwise. It's all for show. It's all for show. They just—it's it, all green screened, you know. All this it's, crap where he's throwing the ball and running. That's not shockingly, it. it's actually Mike Rayroll who's actually coaching the team. He's doing, <laughs> he's doing both teams, Titans yeah, and the Seahawks. Interesting. Um, <laughs> Flies back and forth. He, he hardly ever sleeps. I was before I forget to mention this because um, we mentioned Bobo. One another guy I liked who didn't have a good game was Derek Young. He had two tough catches, but should have caught them. And, yeah. and that's going to separate him from yep, making exactly. the team or not making the team. Yep, he was targeted exactly. three times with one of them, a bit, but two of them were like contested catches. Maybe they're yeah, contested, contested because he's not fast enough to get away, but he should have caught both of them. Yeah, exactly. I was like, you know who else isn't fast enough to get away? Jake Bobo. Like, right. Would he have been open? Absolutely. Well, because nobody, nobody, nobody guards him. They're like, uh, they I, I won't throw him the ball. He's just some tall, goofy white guy, and they think, whatever. That's and all right. of a sudden, it's like, huh, damn, nobody's within five yards of the dude. What, like, what were you doing? Who are you watching? He's like, I ain't watching the white guy. I mean, because <laughs> he's that's slow. True. But yeah, yeah, and I thought the same thing is like, Young is in trouble. I mean, I believe that's literally what I wrote because he is, as far as the roster goes. Based again, it's one game, but. They got a lot of wide receivers. They got a lot of guys at wide right. receivers who are balling to be the number four yeah, guy. I mean, Maybe just, even the number four guy, let alone number five. If this yeah. was a, a real game and they had Young, and again, I like Young a lot. Yeah, yeah. And I like Bobo a lot. But if this was one game, I have, and I needed like a guy to play off of the other receivers and get like two or three catches, a lot more faith in Jake Bobo right now than I do. Yeah. Any who's, of the other guys. Who's sitting on the bench in the fourth quarter between those two guys? Or for that matter, Lindsay. Like Yeah. I, I just wonder with Lindsay, it's like Yeah, yeah, he's not in the same category, but it's like who is he's, going, he's not going up against right. Right, right. Who's making yeah. catches? Well, Sir Roderick Thompson looked really good running the ball. He did look good. And again, it's like you said, it's like, but who is he playing against? We get that, right? Well, he's also same having time, Levi Bell. Open up holes for him. <laughs> weird. You mean John Cena? As, uh, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I, I can kind of see it, but I can't. You know, if and and for those who didn't watch the the broadcast, yeah. it was I think it was Robinson, right? It wasn't Bennett. Robinson was saying oh, yeah, how yeah, much right. how much he looked like John Cena. I mean, does uh, Levi Bell's such a fun story, right? I yeah. mean, that guy's motor is like a hundred and fifty percent all the time. It's just he's short. Yeah. So that's, but otherwise, I mean, I mean he's definitely got lower body strength. Yeah, different sources. They list him at as a defensive end or a linebacker. And it's like, yeah, that's what he is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Either way, he's too short. I mean, he's only 5'11". I, I see him, like on but sports you know, reference, think, he's listed at 6'1", but I think he's 5'11". He's 5'11". Maybe. He might be 5'10". I quarters like me, except He's an athlete, unlike I me. mean, the, the his teammates call him Rudy. That's all I know. But no, <laughs> he could kick my ass in a second. But, I, I'm, not, I'm but, just joking. But the thing about him is, it's like I and I make compared him to 
a former Dolphins great, now Hall of Famer, Zach Thomas. Larry Zonka? He's not Zach Thomas. He is not going to be that guy. But Zach Thomas is a a, uh, linebacker, a Hall of Fame linebacker, 5'11". And a totally different career directory because he started as a rookie. He was a pro bowler as a rookie. I mean, he came out guns blazing. And I mean, so I'm not saying he's Zach Thomas, but same size. Actually, he's, he's a little bigger than Thomas because he's a little heavier. And all he can do is play. It's like Jake Bobo. It's not I don't he's not going to do the same thing as Bobo. He's not going to push his way on onto the 53 man roster unless some weird disaster befalls some of the other linebackers. But I guarantee you there's 31 other teams looking at this guy. Yeah, I wonder though if it would be because Mike Singletary was also because Zach Thomas was was he he was more of an inside linebacker wasn't he just like yeah. Singletary, so yeah. I wonder if it would make sense for, and and maybe they have they haven't done this and they're obviously the coaching staff's a lot smarter than I am, but I wonder if trying because clearly Levi Bell is like yeah you want me to go in and block on offense I'm do I'm willing to do anything it takes to make this team, yeah. um I wonder if moving him to inside linebacker because of his height you know it's like eh, right. like you mentioned zach thomas mike singletary both obviously yeah. fantastic players and their their height didn't hurt them at that spot right because they don't need to be long and lengthy like an ed, edge rusher you know yeah and, and let's talk about that that block that he laid that that sprung Roderick. uh really wasn't much of a block he had to reach out to like put his hand yeah. on the guy but that's because the guy didn't want to be near him that's what I was like. Like, uh, no, I do not want the bowling ball to you. I'll just step over here. He's like, mm-hmm. yeah, because you know, I would have just like, can I blast this guy? Like, if he, you know, our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So, doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs, so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Uh, that guy would have been in the freaking well, okay, I'm not gonna say that because unfortunately a couple players, not from our game, but from other games, yeah, wound the Patriots up. game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they even called the game because there was which I thought was kind of an odd thing that they called the game because they said he's, you know, he's moving. Well, it was a, a fourth quarter, ten minutes left, yeah, and they were just like. Yeah, but still, it's just kind of like hmm, interesting. But I get, I, I take it's probably just a reaction to what happened in Buffalo. And thank goodness, uh, he's back on the field, which is like that's an amazing story. But, right. And I, I don't mean this to diminish the guy's injury because that was bad, but it kind of yeah. shows that preseason games again they're not. They're just glorified right. scrimmages. If they have to call a game, they just call it. Their two coaches decided, like, yeah, we're not going right. to. 
Yeah, so. because all they're looking at is like, who's going to make the, the the whole purpose is who's going to make the 53 man roster. That's right. And, and who are we going to keep on the practice squad? That's all yeah. that's. And by the fourth quarter, you have a pretty good idea. Sure. But back to your point about Sir Roderick. Uh, well, it, you know, is Macintosh going to be ready to go? Is he going to be? And I haven't seen anything to suggest he will. Haven't either. Yeah. But what happens if you know if he's on the pup list, physically unable to perform? What really should be the pup list? <laughs> should terrible. English is terrible. We don't actually include those little little words in our abbreviations. They don't even get capitalized in titles. I mean, they're, they're no, yeah. clearly clearly disrespected. Yeah, English hates English hates the word too. But you know, if he's not on that roster well why would you keep thompson i mean that guy yeah of course I mean, we might have said that last week about um he runs hard <laughs> yeah true about a uh, um Kobach who couldn't play right because of an injury so i mean, yeah. it's but he did he i mean tom thompson does look like he has the size to yeah to play well charbonnet or Charbonnet, he he looked explosive on that one play. He looked a little bit less able to get the tough yards on the other two runs he had, which is a little concerning because he was he was actually going up against starters at that point. Yeah. Whereas last week, you know, he was like, oh, I'm kind of blasting through, but I was going up against backups. It could just be that. I mean, it's a very small sample size of what we saw it yesterday, but it is, and they and they are and the Seahawks consistently praise that aspect of his game you know the the explosiveness and and the hard the hard running but well, it's, yeah it's i don't think fat really slim every time he comes on the no, I'm <laughs> so i'm a little concerned about that and and i'm super happy to be wrong and it's like oh look he steps in and the seahawks are winning in a blowout and charbonnet steps in in the third quarter and runs for 117 yards and 11 <laughs> carries could be, like, yes. could be it right yeah, yeah. I mean, so, that could be how they use them because it could be Walker yeah. in the first half with the explosive ability and then, you know, grind yeah. out the game, which is kind of old school football, right? Which in is what the Seahawks want to do. Yeah. And, and people, you know, people is like, oh, all he wants to do is run the ball. It's like, because it works. Right. That's why. You when gotta you got to be able to run, run the, the ball. ball. And, like, and that was one of the things that I was happy to see is like, again, Offense got off to a bit of a slow start. Defense just kind of like, oh, let's just watch this team waltz down the field. And then they tightened it up. They wound up giving up less than 100 yards on uh, on the ground. They won time of possession again. And, you know, it's like, yeah, it's preseason, whatever. But, you know, we saw the, how many years have we seen the Seahawks lose time of possession? Like game after game after game. Yeah. It's really hard to win that way, especially when. You want to be the team that controls the ball. You control the ball by running the ball. And it was really nice to see them come back and do that again. Like, and I don't care if it's third team against third team. It's almost more the philosophy and just the consistency. Because at some point, you are going to have to depend on those guys. Right. And it was nice to see that those guys could get it done. Yeah. And another guy who really needed a bounce back game before he loses his roster spot is Michael Dixon. Um you know, I'm joking. <laughs> After that first preseason game, I was like, they're going to have to cut Dixon to make room for some and just not have a punter this year. But I mean, his, his, um, man, he just, yeah. maybe he did it. Maybe he was like, 
just annihilated some of those those balls. Yeah. So that and and Jason Myers having the 57 yard yeah field goal when he kicked it it was like and I know they have to keep it low right it's right. like you put too much but when he kicked it I was thinking. I it's hard. It looks like it's not, but it was just a line drive, intentionally a line drive. Right. So that that was, and then he missed a field goal later. But um, yeah, the mainly concern with him is like Cowboys had, and I may have missed one, but they they had four kickoff returns, like because he's not getting it out of the end zone consistently. He did at least once, maybe twice. Yeah, I, w- I wonder but, if they did that intentionally because of yeah, maybe. seeing who was who could make special teams. Because it's not like they were running kickoffs back that far. They weren't getting to the twenty-five. They were actually losing by returning the kicks. Yeah. Well, and maybe that's and yeah, maybe that was their intent just to see what the special teams could do. And we haven't even talked about that yet. Uh, we saw what special teams can do. Uh, again, talking about. Jake Bobo, but John Hall is the one who made the play, blocking the punt. Like, man, that was a beautiful move. Yeah. Um, and, and Bobo, Bobo gets into the in the end zone and almost. And again, if if, if he actually had speed, that would have been <laughs> touchdown Seahawks. But uh, you know, he got his hand on the ball, and uh, I don't remember which Cowboys player was back there to get it. But because Bobo got back there and got his hand on the ball, it pushed the ball deeper, and Cowboys player stepped out of the end zone trying to run him back out. It's like, yay, safety. <laughs> but again, it's like, so Bobo made a great play, but John Hall is the guy who made the play. He's the one who blocked the punt. Yeah. So. Then Chris stole earlier, much earlier. Yeah, yeah. Making the tackle, on getting downfield and making the tackle. How does your long snapper make the tackle? What the he heck? must not have gotten <laughs> blocked. He must have just run straight down, because it wasn't like, there was a long developing return. It was but, just like he ran down and made the tackle. I and mean, somebody must not, not have blocked him. He's like, I'm snapping it. Oh, there's nobody in front of me. I guess I'll just run straight downfield. Yeah, I guess like, <laughs> it's like again, it's like, uh, he's just, he's the snapper. Wait, he, he ain't fast. It's like, he's got Jake Bobo speed. Move <laughs> down that field. That's funny. Yeah, when, they, when it's like, wait a minute. It's like, yep. Still, still made the tackle. It's like, yep. okay. And then, the, and, and not one of these deals when it's like, oh my God, it's a sixty-yard return, and it's like, yeah. yeah. And our snapper is the guy who caught him. No, he blasted down the field, and yeah. made the tackle. It's like, what the heck is going on? And there were so many good moments like that. Yeah, and another another guy who's barely hanging on to a roster spot, who I know you personally really don't want him to make the team, is uh, Boye Mafe, um, who He's uh, garbage last night. <laughs> last two weeks. I mean, everything we've heard from training camp and preseason yeah. so far is now when the it feels like, though, when the real games begin, he's not going to drop off any because then he's going to get yeah. more help. That guy yeah. is just uh, everywhere. He's a beast. Yeah. I wonder sometimes if he's too overly aggressive because he does. But maybe it's a preseason and he's just trying to see. And he didn't get home last time, but he got oh, you know, he would have. But hadn't been held that one time. Yeah. But he was just like constantly i mean it yeah, looks like legion look of boom his, like that that immediate pressure yes. that F- look at his stat line two tackles you know and it was like okay and he had a he had a i think he had two tackles and a pressure not a sack like you said he did he did uh def- like two passes but it's like you look at you look at what he did and not just like what it looked like but how he affected the cowboys yeah and against he, the run too, just had, to put that in yes exactly and that's why again 
going back to the things like it's not that I don't like Daryl Taylor. And I meant to mention it because I wrote about his life. Did the Seahawks should trade him? And and there were some comments talking about, well, why would you trade a guy who's probably going to have 15 sacks? Because that's all he can do. And Boye Mafia can do and he that. Does and Boye Mafia can stop the run. The and Daryl Taylor can't. Yep. And Daryl Taylor can't do anything against the pass either. Mafia can do all of that. Mm-hmm. And much, much more. I mean, if I mean, I know he started the preseason and they wouldn't play Taylor anyway, but to me, it's when week one rolls around, it's Nusu and, and Mafe should because, be. Because you know what Taylor's going to do. And, and more to the point, you know what he's not going to do. And like you said, it's like it's not consistent. Daryl Taylor, and he doesn't. It's not effort. It's not effort at all. But he might as well be taking half the season off. The two seasons he's played, it's like he did, he does nothing. For six games. And then it's like, oh, here's a sack. Next game, here's two and a half sacks. Here's another yeah. game. Like, they come in bunches, which is great. But where were you in the other seven, eight games? Yeah. That's First the problem. Nine and a half of, or six of his nine and a half sacks last year were in the last five games, right? Yeah, yeah. And the like season that doesn't before help that, the team. The season before that, they were all in the front. And then he disappeared yeah. in the last half of the season. It's like, and like you wrote, it's like, if he comes up with one more move, maybe that's all he needs to, like, break out and get 15 16 sacks and yeah he totally could do that but oh, yeah what's he gonna do to improve i mean there there's no way in god's reiner he needs to be starting ahead of mafe because mafe is a right. game wrecker and taylor and played the run in college because we we saw it yeah so he yeah. he was capable of it in the sec so if you can do it in the sec you probably can do it in the nfl yeah it's just i i just wonder at, I don't know. I mean, he's not a bad guy. I'm not saying that, but I just wonder if right. he seems to be like so focused on I'm going to earn money in this league because of my pass rushing ability. But it's like mm, now you're not even going to you shouldn't even start. I mean, Derek Hall might even be a, the starter over Taylor. Cause I, would again, start, he's, I would start Derek Hall over Taylor because if even if all Derek Hall can do is is rush the passer, he's better at it. Yes. He's faster and he's huge. Yes. Um. And he's so he's better against the run. I mean, and he had a sack last night too. But I guess it wasn't. It wasn't. I. I they took Mafe out for a bit and then put him back in. I tweeted this out. It was just a random guess, but they put him back in when they put Hall in mostly. And I wonder if they just wanted yeah. to see Mafe and Hall together to see how they worked. I'm. I'm sure that's what it was about. Because well, uh, why wouldn't you want to see that? Right, because it's yeah. like no so can't the play. Future. Yeah, no, and no so can't play a hundred percent of the snaps. It's like he's got to rest. Why not? Point, right, he should. He gets paid enough. <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, and, and no so is going to be there a long time. I mean, a long time. But yeah. then again, because of the financial aspect of the game, maybe he won't be. I mean, I'm not suggesting it's like two years and he's out. But after that, well, contract, his extensions for three more years, right? So it's at least four more seasons. And oh, three years. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Um, but yeah, so maybe after that, he's he's gone just because it's like if he keeps playing the what he's the way he's playing, and I expect he will. Uh, he's going to be making. If we think he's got a nice contract now, it's like oh my god. All right. So to as, to, as far as that goes, yeah, for yeah. sure. My favorite holler of the future. We have spent over 30 minutes talking Seahawks. What? Crazy. It's a new record for us. Um, So uh, we're going to get into. It must be stupid. 
You must well, be stupid. We're not. We're not smart. We're, we never claim to be smart people. Um, but we're <laughs> going to get into our Rob Gordon's. And I'm just, not a smart man. And just a bit. But I don't know what that inflection was. It was. Do you want to tell people what our Rob Gordons are this week, Todd? Not really. All right. Let's move on to other news then. <laughs> so <laughs> this week, our five favorite athletes outside of the sport that we have been talking thereof all this time. So oh no, I've got NFL players on here. I was talking about football. Oh my bad. Okay. So uh, no mess. No. <laughs> No, no. So we are at five favorite players, like Todd said, five favorite players who are not American Love football players. players. Yeah, indeed. Um, so speaking of a football player, Jimmy Graham got arrested yesterday. Did you see the? You saw that, right? You didn't see, I didn't that? see that. No. Yeah. So he got he got arrested yesterday in Los Angeles when the Saints were. It was sorry. Take that back. It was Friday night. And it was the Saints and Chargers had a game. And then Jimmy Graham got arrested. Um, but it doesn't sound like he should have gotten arrested. It sounded like he needed medical help. Um, yeah, basically. What I, so this is and this is I've read different things on it. ESPN says he was arrested in Newport Beach, California, on suspicion of being under the influence of narcotics and obstructing a police officer. However, this is what happened. Um <clears throat> Saints doctors believe that Graham had a seizure that resulted in him becoming disoriented and was wandering around in traffic. He experienced a medical episode on Friday night, which resulted in him becoming disoriented. He was taken into custody by local authorities and transferred to a local hospital for evaluation for what Dr. James Omos, uh, or Amos, I guess, <clears throat> believes to be likely a seizure and spent the night. And it was due to some medication he was taking. So, Again, it was like, it looks like he got arrested, but he wasn't hurting anybody. Why? And, and uh, yeah, the some cities, uh, I believe Hoboken. Is it Hoboken? Might be Hoboken. Uh, some, Let's call Frank and ask. Yeah, we should call Frank. Frank would know because um, it is his town, along with New York <laughs> and Chicago and many other towns. Uh, right. But some fairly large town in, in New Jersey had cut their police funding quite a bit. Not to like, oh, we're up against the police because they added more uh, mental health professionals, things like that. Intervention specialists for situations like that. Those are the people who would have been called, not the police. And they would have just taken them to the hospital and was like, oh, let's arrest this guy because he's having a health crisis. Like he sure. may die. What What are you doing? But I hope he's OK. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, I think he is OK. Okay, but I haven't seen anything. And I guess if you're a police, yeah. well, I'm not a police officer, but if you see yeah. a guy and maybe he's being like that, maybe you think he's on something. But at the same time, sure you do. if you're a police officer, you're trained enough where it's like, okay, this hope. something is not right about this guy. Like he's yeah. not, he's not being fighting. He's not like on drugs. Something is going on. Um, but yeah, yeah hopefully, I, he's, I, hopefully he's there's okay. There's no issue yeah. with them calling the police because that's who you call. But it's like, why is he arrested? Right. Why did why did you why did you see what you saw, and he, and wind up taking him to the hospital? Yeah. But you arrest him. It's like, yeah. for what? No, he's got a criminal activity on his record. Thanks. Oh, this guy's having a seizure. He may die. Well, let's throw him in the clink. <laughs> exactly. What are you doing? Yeah. Well, um, it's fine. 
Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize he had signed with the Saints actually, but um that's that's neither here nor there. It was just um the as Spain won the women's world cup, they beat England one one to nil in uh early hours here. Spain um, so woke. Uh, Novak Djokovic and Carlos Alcaraz play in the final of the Cincinnati because tennis's uh ranking system is so weird. Alcaraz Djokovic didn't play in the U.S. Open or Cincinnati last year um, because you you know couldn't get into the United States because of his vaccine situation. But because so therefore he doesn't have any points to defend in Cincinnati or New York. Um, so but Carlos Alcaraz does. So Carlos Alcaraz could actually win. I'm not making this up. Win the U.S. Open and Cincinnati and lose the number one ranking to Djokovic because <laughs> I, and that's silly um but then Djokovic <laughs> no that's not silly that's but then, stupid but then Alcaraz actually got as long as Djokovic makes the finals in both um I think he can actually only make the fi- if he makes the Simeon one um but anyway he's made the finals in Cincinnati and he's looking a lot better than Alcaraz is this week Alcaraz has gone to three sets every match which is weird um but He's probably just but, setting Joko up. Probably. But Djokovic is um then he he finished the year strong and Alcaraz was hurt at the end of last year. So even if Djokovic wins his tournaments at the end of the year, Alcaraz could come back and retake the number one ranking. So uh. it's like whatever you do, don't win any tournaments. <laughs> Wait till next year. It's like yeah. it's so weird. That's um, what we call straight stupid. Yeah. Uh, Hurricane Hillary, because we don't have anything such as global warming in, in the world. It's yep. uh, is going to climate change. Yeah. I, the the thing about Hillary, Hurricane Hillary, is it the winds aren't that much. So I was looking at the winds. So I was like, oh, some of the gusts could be, you know, unless you're really high up or like 45 miles an hour. And I'm like, eh, I think they're that's not that much. I mean, it's high, no. but it's not. But there's a lot of rain for the areas rain. that don't get rain. But I, they showed a trajectory of where it was going to go, and it started going up towards, like, the Rocky Mountains, and then it just dies. And it's like, because the mountains are just like, yeah, okay, whatever. Or they're like Bobby Wagner of, of weather systems. Right? They're the Bobby weather, weather systems. systems. Exactly. They're just hey, like, the Bobby loves. Wagner of weather systems. <laughs> you're done. You're hurricanes, you're, yeah, exactly, you're done. Um, or, or, or Gandalf, you shall not pass. But. Bobby That's Wagner right. basically is the Gandalf of football. I never thought about that before. But yeah, you shall not pass. That's Bobby Wagner. That's right. And yeah. then uh, Julio Rodriguez is having a pretty good stretch right now. <laughs> is um, he? Is he? Yeah, How good is he having, Lee? 17 for 21, four-game stretch. Uh, his oh, his average God. has gone up for two from 256 to 278. But it, he started off really hot. He didn't start off the year very well. You know, he's... He's now at 20 home runs and 20 stolen bases for the year, which he did last year. His second season, he did that. And his rookie season, do you know he's one of only two Six people in two people in history to do that in their first two years? 20 home runs that's and 20 crazy. stolen bases. I did bases. not know that. Yeah. No, that's, um, that's the kind of thing that, you know, because we talked about it before. It's like there are so many stats. It's like for the first time in history, and it's some meaningless, stupid thing, you know, it's like, and it's early. It's like that's relevant because – uh, he'd have to have a big push, but the way he's playing is like he could do 30-30 this season. Yeah. Well, uh, he almost did uh, last year. 
Right, exactly. But for the second time, I was like, oh, wow, that's crazy, dude. Yeah, but he's, I mean, he's, he's been he's hot what, since... 12? He's 12. He's 12, yeah. Pretty good. He's, uh, he's 22. He's two years older than Carlos Alcaraz. He's the uh, same age as Viontek, um, which is crazy. But, um, but yeah, anyway, he's 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 been playing well since the first part of July. So his, his yeah. average for a long time was like 230. So it's, it's actually, he's up to 278. Now in the the Mariners are 13 and three in their last 16 games. So yeah, I wonder um, why. Yeah, he, <laughs> if you haven't, if you haven't checked, so two games ago, was it two games ago, three games ago, no, it was three games ago against the Royals. He, uh, the, the Mariners got down four to two, I think it was a Mariner or the Royals were a weird team. They can hit, but they cannot pitch. Yeah. But, um, he was already four for four, I think. Five for five. It was summer. I think he was four for four in the game. He came up and he just crushed a three-run homer. I mean, it was like crush. And then he hit one in Houston that went on the train tracks the next game. Ouch. He's, and supposedly he just made a, a slight adjustment, mechanical adjustment. A slight. <laughs> Whatever a that. Sli- well, the thing is, but in baseball, it is a slight adjustment. It is, yeah. Yeah, I mean, millimeters can, can make the difference whether, you know, it's a long out or if it's the train tracks clearly yeah. yeah so his fourth straight game with four plus hits i like how it's four plus hits like it's not, yeah yeah it's like <laughs> exactly you know, five hits once so i mean if you're the astros and they've beaten the astros okay. two straight games i'm just like walk go ahead walk yeah I'm not taking any chances yeah, why would you yeah i mean the rest of the team stupid yeah, yeah. i mean god like let someone else beat you yeah so speaking of beating us the rob gordons are what's the up rob next. Gordons are indeed our five favorite athletes outside of football american football that is how many uh honorable mentions do you have i have no honorable mentions whatsoever so roll off your honorable mentions and i'll probably agree with every one of them the when i was making this list i um i thought man i'm forgetting somebody and, and oh, I, I was always always yeah. Oh, I was thinking, well, we're going to do this list, and you're going to be like, how come you don't have this person on your list? Like, Fudge. Forgot to add that guy well, on the list. But but favorite are, are a little different than if we were saying five best. You know, well, no. Uh, like, right. But, I mean, there's somebody I probably could be because of the game starting at right, one right, right. Game. Um, Yeah. It's, it's true. Yeah, it's like it is, you know. But, um, yeah, my honorable mentions, LeBron James. Yeah. Uh, Lewandowski, who used to play for Bayern, now he plays for somebody else. Otherwise, he might be on this list. Um, <laughs> um, Yannick Noah, uh, yeah. Mike Tyson, except for the sexual stuff, sexual harassment, and, and, and the rape the, charge. And, and, and the ear biting, and yeah, yeah. Well, the ear biting, for some reason, doesn't bother me as much because it happened in a match. But you know, when well, you rape somebody, that kind of drops you from the list. Well, yeah. I mean, comparing the two, there's no comparison, obviously. Which kind of annoys me, to be honest, because I, I, Mike Tyson is entertaining, but he's getting a, it's, he's almost like getting a pass because he's now almost like a, oh, he's like cuddly. He rapes somebody, you know, he can't forget that at least one person. So, yeah. it's, I, um, and again, nothing against Mike Tyson. He's strangely entertaining but at the same yeah, time cartoon network had that had that show for a while the mike tyson rape mysteries i mean murder mysteries um well they're the same yeah. um eric davis uh former yeah Rex, former dodger team. 
and yeah. Vladimir Ferrer. Forgot, forgot those two guys. They definitely would. Neither would make my list, but they both would be honorable mentions for me. Totally. So. Yeah. So that's my top five. What about you? No, I'm just kidding. So, <laughs> I, so who's your? I'll go number. I'll go first. So number yeah, five for me. Number five for me is a guy who would rank a higher on this list, except for his vaccination status. Uh, um, yeah. uh, Novak Djokovic. I just. Yeah. I love the way he, play, he plays. Like yes. he's clearly uh, ultra talented, right? But I mean, he still right. he doesn't win by a serve. He wins by returning and hitting shots at ridiculous angles. Yep. So he's more of like a he's more of a common guy, you know. He just kind of you know he can't serve well. He gets by on his returns. I'm joking, but <laughs> I mean that's what he does. But but yeah, yeah if, if it wasn't for his stupid decision on the vaccination status. And um, other than the vaccination thing, he seems like a genuinely really good person too. Yeah. Which which is important if you're gonna if we're talking about our favorite athletes, right? We're not talking about uh, if you're talking about best, it doesn't matter really what kind of a person they are. But when you're talking about favorite, it matters. Yeah. He played doubles in in Cincinnati. I don't know if you know this. He's played doubles twice since 2021. He played doubles in Cincinnati. They he they lost in the first the first match they had, but it was just because his friend who's also serbian said hey you want to play with me in doubles and he's like sure i'll do it i mean top players don't do that no i'm mean, alcaraz no. does that awesome. he's still a kid but it's just like right, that's right. the Djokovic isn't a bad guy but you also no, can't put people in position where they're going to get sick exactly and, and, and influence other people to do the same and which is the real that's, problem that's the key thing yeah exactly yeah. yeah uh i don't really have mine in any particular order except i do have a number one Okay, I have a number two and a number one. Uh, so the first three I'm going to talk about, they could flip. But I'm going to go with another tennis player. I'm going back further because I'm older. Uh, Bill, no, uh, Bjorn Borg. Bjorn Borg is my favorite. Thought tennis you were going to go Nastasi. Yeah, <laughs> is everyone's favorite tennis player. Um, I, I just like the way I liked his game. I like the way he carried himself. And if you haven't seen. Uh, the film Borg versus McEnroe is like you totally need to watch. Not you, Lee, because I know you've seen it like eight times and you watch it at night every time. <laughs> Who oh. Borg and McEnroe are those IT but, people? Uh, but Borg was was like the Ice Man on the court, but but it was because he had to learn to control his temper because he made John McEnroe look like a, a Buddhist monk comparatively <laughs> when when he was a a kid. He just like constantly blew up. And I like the way he carried himself. He was very soft-spoken, and it just I just love the dude's game. And his hair was magical. You're number four. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll get to number four in 15 minutes. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, talk- Bob Gordon's. Are <laughs> <laughs> you talking about somebody blowing up? Andy Roddick is like I love that guy. Yeah. But he used to get he got upset a lot on the court. He was actually ranked number one at one point, strangely enough in 2003, but he, now he's just like, I love the guy has so much positive energy when he's talking about tennis. I I could watch him all day talking about tennis, but talking about a guy, you know, when you're on the court, you're a different person than you are off the court many times. And it's just, I don't know. Not Jimmy Connors, but well, many times, many times, many times, yeah, it's Speaking just I don't know. Jimmy Connors would be an honorable mention because he was so entertaining. Anyway, yeah. you do I mean, have Casper a... Root is off the court. He's just all wild and no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> number uh, number four for me is <clears throat> Livingstone Bramble. Yeah, 
Nice. Was a uh, big gold gloves when I was a teenager, and um, I was I was of that. That, one. that was in the twenties, right? Didn't, yeah. Like the eighteen twenties. Dempsey. Dempsey. Oh, okay. 1820s, yeah. Um, we uh, the I had to box during the day because there was no light. But um, no, he was he was uh, <laughs> he was there's a lightweight. No light. There was no light at all. No, there was no sun. No, 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 no. There's no, there's no sun. There's no moon. Just <laughs> ask the Russians. They're crashing things into it all the time now. Um, <laughs> guess you heard about that. Right? <laughs> and this is why the Rob Gordons are longer than the real chef. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. So what happened was the Russians. No, I'm just kidding. <clears throat> um, wait, but wait, no, wait, the wait. Li- Livingston Bramble beat the. Ru- well, he did beat the Russians, didn't he? Single-handedly. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> when he was Ross I Bramble. Um, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and he became Ross. A whole different thing. Anyway, the lightweight division at that time was, you know, Rosario, and it was a great class. And he was just so fun. He, he could, he 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 was ambidextrous, so that means he could use, I think, at least one hand. I don't know what that means, but um, so. anyway, yeah, he was just fun to watch. He was a very <laughs> unconventional he was boxer. He was, he was amphibious. amphibious. Like, That's like what I meant. The, yeah, like the Am- famous uh, headline. Of the, he was the an amphibious, amphibious yeah. pitcher. Yes, he, he always took the, bull, Johnson. took the bull by the hands and, and so. Uh, <laughs> Livingston Bramble was great and your favorite because I want to know more about more about Livingston Bramble. Oh, okay. I was like, I just said it. No, he was very, very unconventional when he fought. Yeah. He wasn't like I'm just gonna, you know, I'm gonna hit you. He could he could switch his style to kind of mirror what his opponent was doing so if he wanted to be a southpaw he could do that if he wanted to fight right-handed he was also really good i mean he's just fun to watch and really entertaining outside the it, ring too exactly yeah to me too i mean that's a, 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 a masterful tactician but very entertaining which really all all of these people are uh my number four and again it's like mm, it's really hard to say he's number four but for the purpose of the list my number four is uh magic johnson um just uh, like you were talking about. Can um, you say that being a Michigan fan? I can. I have to. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, have to. Have to, man. Magic is magic's got game. You know, you're talking about Roddick being an ambassador for the game, and really Joko is too, of course. And hell, most of the great tennis players are wonderful ambassadors for the game. But like, I don't know of a better ambassador for the game than Magic Johnson. And I, I just constantly. I mean. The rivalry with Bird back to college, of course, and uh, in throughout their careers and, and their friendship. But I keep on going back to the fact that as a rookie, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is out in the NBA Finals. And Johnson Johnson goes to the coaches, I can play center. I played center in high school. Exactly. And, dro- and drops 40 on Moses freaking Malone and the Sixers, 15 rebounds. He's a point guard. And he drops 40 and 15 rebounds and seven assists. And the Lakers win in six. And it's like, this dude, um, how can you be more magical than that? Yeah, he's right. six foot nine. And I, he probably weighed 265 or 270. No, he probably weighed 255 or 260 at that point. But, dude, who the hell has that kind of a game? I was like, right. And I'm not knocking LeBron James. Because he's one of the best all time, clearly. But to me, no one has ever done that. Not even Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan couldn't step in and play center. I mean, different kind of player, obviously, right? But it's like, who does that? 
who has the ball handling yeah. skills and the court awareness to be a point guard and then can step in and play not just play center, but dominate, dominate the other team. It was ridiculous. And still, it goes back to his yeah. personality. It's like the guy is just uh, I just love Magic Johnson. Yeah. Which actually leads me to my number three, which is a guy who can play point guard and center if you wanted to, Michael Jordan, because he could do whatever <laughs> you wanted. I don't care what you say. Well, you know, um, OK, let's be realistic. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't <laughs> believe he couldn't. It's like he wouldn't be. The, hell, he's he's almost as tall as Wes Unseld. <laughs> you know? yeah, he's, I mean, six, six, yeah. he's six, six. Unseld was six, seven, for God's sakes. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, Charles Jordan. Barkley was six four, really, right? So it's, yeah, uh, Charles Barkley um, was four. It was like, how stupid is that? And guy, one of the best power forwards ever. Boy, yeah. I'm glad. I'm, I'm not going to go into Rob Gordon's. Well, I'm not going to go into depth about uh, yeah. Michael Jordan because everybody knows who he is. But I mean, one reason he's so high on this list is because he's a Tar Heel as well. But well, yeah. um, you know, and, and so I was always a fan, even when he was in college, and then he became you know the greatest player ever. Um, and, and he's the greatest player ever to me, not because of just his raw physical skill, but his leadership skills. He just, his teams, he wouldn't allow his teams to, to lose. Um, and just to jump back on Magic Johnson for a second, I watched that game when he was the center. I mean, he was okay, but I kept thinking to myself, one day this guy's going to want to change the name of the Washington commanders. (laughs) (laughs) Let me, let me ask you something about about magic jordan who is who again who is the one person magic who could stop magic magic jordan well he was who is the one person who could stop michael jordan the one person in the history of the game who could stop michael jordan i, I know you don't want to answer this question yeah yeah i know you don't want to say it anyway it's true everybody I mean, it's knows everybody the knows of the... yeah, everybody knows the answer to that it's anyway dean, dean smith somebody said it and it's that's not even true. true that's a lie um my it's chris mullins uh, my number three, <laughs> my number three is, and the top two are are always the top two. Number three, going back to tennis, uh, Chris Everett, or Chris Everett Lloyd, as we've known for a while, and then back to Chris Everett. Um, is she divorced now? Is that why she's not Lloyd? They've been divorced for a long time. As long as I've been alive. Um, it was Christopher quite. Lloyd, right? Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, it was right? Christopher Lloyd and Chris Everett. Which yeah. maybe it got weird because she's Chris Everett Lloyd and he's Chris Lloyd. And maybe, I don't know. That would be so confusing. Uh, I, I love the game. I love her personality. And again, yeah, you do. A, a, a terrific oh, spokesperson <laughs> for the game. <laughs> yeah, I might have had a bit of a crush on Chris Everett. She for, was very cute. Like, the past yeah. fifty years, um, <laughs> which is almost the truth, but. Just uh, was she the, she's not the greatest female tennis player of all time. Uh, someone else has that title and that person might be the greatest tennis player of all time. Obviously, Serena. But oh, I thought you were going to say Margaret Court, who has one more Grand Slam than Serena. Probably not. Uh, so ever. Chris Everett was a great player. She still maybe maybe the third, maybe the third best player of all time after Martina. I put her ahead of Margaret Court easily. I don't care who has more Grand Slams because I, Margaret Court basically played against uh, like our Sisters of Mercy. Well, she, did, um, she did start in the open air. I, it seems like she played in yeah, the 20s, yeah. but she actually. Yeah, yeah. Didn't. Yeah, she was a great player, but like, no. Uh, but 
I just love the the way she played the game. I mean, just so methodical. And you know, she wasn't the ice princess or the ice queen because, again, super fiery player, but she kept it. And that's what drove her game, but it was internalized. And I just, I, yeah, it kind of like what you were talking about with Joko, although obviously more to the point, it, re, it was real with Everett. I mean, she's much more of a counter puncher, but man, those. Well, I'm just going to say the ground strokes. I'm just going to go with that. But it's like, it's like, man alive, that that person could crack the ball. I mean, she was just like amazing to watch. I love Chris Everett. Your number two, two. is another tennis player. Woo! It's Paul. No, I'm just kidding. Paul Anacone. I just love that guy. Um, <laughs> it's uh, John McEnroe. Yeah. Again, another guy really kept us calm the whole time. Never... <laughs> Never. No, I just I like I, I like McEnroe. I like McEnroe because yeah, because yeah. uh, you know he played he. I know people like to say soccer is the beautiful game, and it is. But tennis, especially you know when it's played, yes. not when you just have one big server. It's it's a beautiful game to watch, and it takes yes. ultimate skill. And McEnroe's just racket control always amazed me. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, he he had outbursts. Some of it was planned obviously a lot of it was planned uh, probably because he knew it threw off his opponent a little bit and he didn't always do it but he was just i mean he was new york right the guy is and he's still he's not doesn't have outbursts but i could again kind of like erotic i could listen to him talk tennis all the time just because he knows it so well and he's entertaining to hear and he it's just anyway going back to him as a player which is what we're talking about right um i didn't dislike borg but he he was so Borg, you know, and McEnroe was so like. There's, there's had some personality those, to it. They, the reason they called those villains the Borg in Star Trek is based on, actually, might be as far as I know. But yeah, it's like literally fire and ice. Those two guys. Yeah. And and those yeah, two guys are McEnroe. great friends now, still, which goes to show you that it was like there's a lot of mutual respect. It goes oh, yeah. on in the locker room, especially with tennis, because it's just you and the other guy. Or yeah, you and you're the traveling all around the world at the same, same time. time. And uh, right. serious question, and serious question regarding Mr. McEnroe: Is he the best sports commentator? Period. Across all sports, ever? Not ever, but he, I mean, oh, I okay. Think he might be now. Uh, he, I. He could Not be ever. now. Yeah. There's, there's I, some. I just love listening yeah. to him because, it's like, like you said, he's so uh, uh, knowledgeable, but he's, he's. He injects so much of of himself. I, I like Patrick into, listening to Patrick too. Yeah, uh, because his brother Patrick, because right. he's really good. But something about the way John phrases things is just yeah. better. Going yeah. back to what you were saying. Yeah, I love listening. Um, to I was gonna. I, I was gonna say this real fast, just about one reason I love tennis so much is just because of this stuff that's not just on the court. It was Alcaraz and Tommy Paul. Tommy Paul had beaten. Uh, Alcaraz last week, I guess, or two weeks ago, whenever we listened to this, um, in, in a tournament, and then took him to three sets. Where there was two rain delays in the in the in the match, but it's funny because they're they they have to go off the court, so they go back to the locker room, and then you watch them, like I don't know, tennis TV caught this, but they're just walking up the, go back on the court slowly, working their way up, and they're just having a conversation like, just like a normal. Two people, and I love that kind of stuff, you know, because yeah. it's just like they're not talking about. There's no animosity, and yeah. when they get out there, they're going to try to 
beat each other. It was a Rob Gordon. They're going to go on forever. There was a match between <laughs> Sabalinka and, and Mukova yesterday, and it was really early in the first set. And uh, I'm not sure why Mukova did this, but Sabalinka had to. It was a weird angle. Mukova hit. She ran over, took Sabalinka off the court actually into the doubles court, and the whole court was wide open for Mukova to hit the ball back. Instead, she hits it, and I think it was an accident, but she hits it right back to Sabalinka, who's just <laughs> standing there and just kind of holds her racket out, and the ball bounces, goes into the net, and Sabalinka's just like, starts laughing, like, what did you get it back at me for? And it was just, <laughs> I'll have to send you the link, but it's, she just starts laughing, because it's just That's like, hilarious. it's ridiculous. Even even the commentator was just like, I'm not sure what she was thinking there. And I don't know if she thought Sabalinka was going to run to the opposite. But Sabalinka hadn't even moved. She was just like, okay. <laughs> well, she was keeping her eyes on the ball. Like, she, well, it was almost like if she had it, she could have won the point. because of the, But yeah. she was just like, I don't know why you hit it at me. But yeah, you know, the point was still in play, right? It was so weird. That's so funny. Oh, my God. That, um, yeah, my... My number two, because at this point the Rob Gardens are longer than the than the uh, they are, yeah, it's alleged, true. alleged purpose of the show. Uh, my number two is Muhammad Ali. Um, that's all I have to say. <laughs> if you don't know why Muhammad, kind of like John uh, Jordan. Yeah, I was like, why? Why would you not put? I mean, well, because you may have five other players, but it's like if you have to explain why Muhammad Ali is one of your favorite athletes, okay, you just don't yeah. follow sports. You know Larry Holmes, but. True. Um, and a number one for me is. Uh, can you guess who number one for me is? I cannot. Um, it's is probably it been number one. Okay. I've tried to follow this guy okay. off, off the, uh, off the field. I guess I could call it. I tried to have as many kids as he has, and so many relationships. It's Steve Garvey. It's Steve Garvey's always been number six. It's probably always been my favorite athlete, just because <laughs> you know. Not even what he did on the field. It was off off the baseball field. It was just so important to me personally. And I've, I've followed in his footsteps. Yes, you clearly have. <laughs> um, I just started laughing because I thought you were going to say Sean Kemp. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, Sean Kemp was. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Steve Garvey. like No, I know. It's yeah. kind of weird because Garvey didn't really have that issue. I mean, it no, kind of no. got overblown because he was seen right. as the the golden boy right exactly he like sold himself the american, a, yeah the american hero clean cut yeah 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 he and wasn't but i just i mean the popeye i mean he just he was yeah. first base for the dodgers in the 70s and yeah yeah and and if i had thought about it for like two seconds i would have known Stephen garvey because again obviously uh and my and i love that because does steve garvey fit with the other people he mentioned not really Neither does my number one. My number one favorite uh, sports athlete of all time, outside of football, is Kurt Gibson. Yeah. And, and same kind of thing. It's like, and Garvey. I hate to see. He did. He but did. Garvey probably was a better player overall. Than he had a Gibson. more consistently good career because of the lack right. of injuries that Gibson had. Right. Because Gibson basically played football like a tight end. Uh, football. He, he did play football like a tight end, but he also played baseball like a tight end, which is not how you're <laughs> supposed to do it. But, yeah, I mean, just the fact that the guy would play through injuries. Isn't he another Michigan State guy? Might know. I know, but <laughs> shut up. But <laughs> 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 little known fact, and except inside my family, is I initially, I planned to go to Michigan State out of high school and then took a different path, very different. 
And my mom when you got sequestered in South Florida. Yes. And my mom knit me a sweater, which I wish I still had. I don't have it any longer. But she knit me a a Sparty sweater had MSU (laughs) on it. And when I first told my brother, he said, I disown you. Literally what he said. (laughs) That's like Michigan. Then he said, Michigan State. They had a college that he particularly thought was interesting. But yeah, Kirk Gibson, (laughs) just I just love the way he played the game. Uh, Two things that always stand out for me for Kirk Gibson is like, obviously, the the one-legged, one-armed, one-eyed home run. Yeah, the greatest moment in sports history. Pretty much, pretty much. And it's like, I, I get... I freaking choke up watching that because it's ridiculous. It's it's they can't even make a movie like that. I mean, the natural doesn't even hold up to that. It's just, just so ridiculous. The drama of that and the eye black incident. It just you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And some of our listeners might not know. But when he first came to the Dodgers and the Dodgers, you know, they're trying to loosen up and it's like, welcome in the new guy. Give him a little stuff. And they put eye black in his batting helmet. And he takes the helmet off and he's got this big bar of, of you know, the eye black on, on his forehead and Gibson blows up, uh, you know, and this, this is just spring training and Gibson blows up and says, I'm not here to play, play around. And it's like this chicken blank stuff. And it's like, he was so pissed off because they weren't taking the game seriously in spring training. <laughs> but that sent a message to the team. And I mean, here's, here's a brand new guy. And he was obviously he was a really good player when he came in, but, you know, he wasn't like the best player in the game by any means. But that intensity is exactly what the Dodgers needed, because look what happened. Yeah. Uh, you know, Hershiser and, just, and, and Gibson. Which yeah. Is enough intensity for. Yeah. <laughs> Bulldog. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it just, it just transformed the team. I mean, that one thing. And then it paid off again. At the at the end with the home run in the World Series. And of course, that was the only at bat he had in the World Series. But the Dodgers were just like they were on fire after that. Yeah. So they won such a weird World Series because they won because of two players. Yeah. And one player had one at bat in the whole series. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, crazy. But again, that's why baseball is such an amazing game. Yeah. Well, unlike any other. And so thanks for listening to The Baseball Show. We'll be back next week to talk more Seahawks. Why are you the worst? This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows granger has got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.